0: Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on this chapter of The Journey, where we find ourselves in Genesis, the 12th chapter. And it was the first two verses that resonated in my soul this morning. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household, to a land I will show you, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on the whole earth will be blessed through you. Today's podcast is entitled, The Journey. In 1889... A young man from the small town of Pearsil in South Holland boarded the ship P. Calland of the Holland-America Line and sailed across the Atlantic, arriving in New York on April 20th. He made his way to a Dutch settlement in northwest Iowa. His name was Walter Vanderwell, and he was 22 years old. He promptly found employment, Americanized his name to Walter Vanderwell, and four years later he married a daughter of the owner of the local furniture store and funeral parlor. Walter came to America alone. Now, the family speculation is that he was angry about his widowed mother marrying an older man who had once been her teacher when she was a girl. Walter's daughter, Kate, told me that later in life, Walter wrote his mother and expressed a desire to return home to see her. If you're not coming back to stay, she replied, then don't come. I've lost my son once in my life, and I'm not going to go through that again. He never made the trip back. Walter was my great-grandfather, and for the rather small, widely spread-out Vanderwell clan in America, he is our patriarch. He's the one who made the journey, crossed an ocean and half a continent to start a new life, and the family from which we spring. Today's chapter marks an important shift in the great story. Now, the first 11 chapters lay the foundation in establishing humanity's bent towards disobedience, like Adam and Eve, violence, like Cain, chaos, like the people in the time of Noah, and pride like the folks in the Tower of Babel. Today's chapter is an inflection point. The narrative shifts from humanity's continuous and repetitive descent towards a promise of hope and redemption. And it begins with one man named Abram, who will be known throughout history as Father Abraham. Now along my spiritual journey, I found followers of Jesus to be largely ignorant of the larger narrative of the great story and of the importance of Abraham, the patriarch, from whom the redemptive work of Jesus and the hope of eternity ultimately springs. Abraham was a historical person, just like Jesus, and he is still playing a role in history some 4,000 years after the events in today's chapter. In August of 2020, the State of Israel and the United Arab Emirates agreed to a peace accord along with the United States. It was called the Abraham Accords. Abraham, we will learn, is the patriarch of both the Jewish and Arab peoples. Now, Like Walter, Abraham's story begins with a faith journey. God calls him to leave his tribe and follow towards a destination that's defined loosely as the land I will show you. God then makes the first of three covenants with Abram. It is a sevenfold covenant. Now, notice those numbers three covenants. This first one is sevenfold, seven is the number of completeness. And it's a sevenfold covenant of blessing, which begins with God telling Abraham that he will be the father of a great nation and ends with the promise that all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. God's blessing from one person to all peoples. Abram is the patriarch, which is an odd choice. Because we learned in the last chapter that Abram's wife, Sarah, was barren, and she's in her 60s as he begins his faith journey. This is yet another instance of God going against the grain of human inclination. Another reminder of God saying, my ways are not your ways. So Abram sets out on his faith journey, following God to who knows where, based simply on belief, in the promise that God had given him. And in the quiet this morning, I can't help but think about Walter and what it must have been like to leave everything and everyone behind to board a ship and to head west towards a land he didn't know. I can't help but think about my own life journey and the places to which I have been led. I can't help but think of the journey of being a follower of Jesus, Who says to each and every follower, if you would come after me, then lay down your life, take up your cross, and follow. Like Abraham, the destination of the faith journey following Jesus is not identified or defined in the call. Other than the rather audacious clue that I am bearing the instrument of my own execution. Which brings me back to being a wayfarer. I am a wayfaring stranger, traveling through this world of woe, simply believing and pursuing a promise. Just like Abram, just like Walter, just like our daughters and our sons and our grandson Milo, who can't even comprehend it as of yet. We spring from wayfarers who stepped out on a journey in faith. We make our own respective journeys on this earth. We carry the story forward as we press on one unpromised day at a time. May the road rise up to greet you today, my friend. Enjoy the journey. I'll see you back here tomorrow.